What is up, everyone, and welcome to the Five Out Podcast here. Just me and Jacob again holding down the fort as always at this point. Uh, it's becoming kind of our show, um, but it is what it is. We're here to talk about some sports. Um, with, with college basketball, unfortunately, being over, this is going to kind of turn to more of a, just an NBA-only podcast, which um, part of me is, enjoys. I miss talking about NBA for those three, four weeks we did when we just kind of talked about college basketball. Um I think I'm a little bit more invested in watching the games, like the normal regular season games, than I am college basketball, but um, I do miss March Madness. I mean, I think anyone would. Um, so looking forward to talking about this a little bit, but before we do that, we always got to start with some questions. We've got two funny would you rather questions. I don't even know if they're funny. They're kind of hard. I would say they're kind of more hard would you rather questions. And then uh, the last thing we're going to talk about um, is a kind of best of seven series team Nike versus team LeBron, but we'll show you that here in a little bit. Uh, so first up, I've got, would you rather have out of control body hair or a strong, pungent body odor for the rest of your life? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I, don't, I guess it would depend how bad, you know, the body hair is. I'm already a hairy person anyways. My legs are super hairy. Oh. I mean, if it was like drastic, like a Sasquatch type of situation, I think I'd have to go with the odor. Just blame it on someone else the rest of my life, even though I'm just hanging out with one person. But um, in general, I'll probably go just the outrageous body hair. I think I could get over that. I had hairy legs my whole life, so um, yeah. that'll probably be uh, my decision there. Yeah, I I definitely am in agreement with you. I mean, being in high school, I definitely used to um, make fun of the kids who smelled bad, um, and just and just being in front of people who smell bad, like it's just. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, it's rough. Like so yeah. I would rather I'd rather deal with looking like a Sasquatch and potentially being called Bigfoot. You know, I could get caught and win someone a lot of money. Sure. I feel like that could bring you more towards fame anyways. You know, instead of some type of record, then, you know, being a smelly guy, like you might get some type of TV deal or something for commercials. Exactly. You never know. You, you can make a career off of being Sasquatch in movies. Exactly. Life. Or like the caveman commercials on the Geico commercials that they used to. You might be one of them without having to do any makeup or anything. So exactly. never know. So you get a little bit of benefit there. Um, and I think with the smell, it's all bad. It's all negative. Um, but then we go ahead and, and here's my second one. And we kind of we kind of lived through this a little bit. Not so much, I don't think yourself uh, when you were staying with uh, your girl, but um, would you rather live without hot water for showers or baths, just, but just hot water, okay? Um, but you still have water in general or live without a washing machine? Um, ooh, that's tough. That's interesting to think about. Yeah, I would go create. I could not wash my clothes without a washing machine. Like I, I, I couldn't go and like you know hand wash my clothes. That I think that would take too much time. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, playing football sometimes, like in the heat, like you, you've probably taken a cold shower too mm-hmm. in your life. I guess the only thing is if like you had to cook with hot water. So like, how are you going to make pasta or whatever? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think there's ways you can uh, work around that. You know, heating on the stove and stuff without water. So yeah. I'll probably say without hot water. Uh, I'm just, I'm already super lazy with laundry anyways. So, and I would just make it a million times worse. I'd probably do what AI did just buy new clothes every week or whatever. So definitely I'd have to go with the hot water situation. Yeah. I, I, when I first read this question, my initial thought was, oh, I, I definitely, I definitely don't, uh, I can live without a washing machine. But then when I started to think a little bit more about it and hearing you talk about it, yeah, I, I mean, I've definitely taken some colder showers and I think we've, we've taken ice baths as well. Yeah. And I think uh, once you get used to it, it gets a lot easier. Exactly. Um, so that's, 
it's just that initial shock, shock that's the bad part. And once you're over that, it's easy money from there on. And, and there's benefit to taking cold showers. You know, your hair is supposed to be yeah, better. It be really healthy for you too, so. Yeah. So, and, and, and washing machine, I think the only issue I have with it is just the time. It's going to take a lot of time to dry your clothes. Yeah. What if it's raining outside? You can't really dry your clothes outside. So yeah. I'd rather live without a washing machine or live without hot water. for. And it's just for showers and baths. So it's not yeah. like it's for everything. I mean, so right. who knows? Um, but then that takes us into our final question. Uh, I'm going to put the picture on Twitter, um, for you guys. And as well on, uh, on the YouTube, this will, this will pop up for you. Uh, we're doing a team Nike versus team Jordan. So these are athletes that, uh, that are either Nike, uh, I believe, yeah, Nike athletes or uh, Jordan athletes. Um, and kind of what we're going to do is these guys are in their primes. Okay. So this isn't like, obviously, well, this isn't like, what they are right now this is when they were in their prime so team nike is uh kyrie irving kobe lebron kd and ad and then team jordan is russ michael uh michael jordan of course uh luka Doncic, uh camello and jason tatum um originally when i saw this i honestly thought i thought it was someone different than jason tatum but i guess now when i'm looking at this this teams are these teams are unfair um for the simple fact that they actually have a center uh someone over 610 but um, who who would you have in a best of seven series? Which team are you taking? That team Nike is sweeping Team Jordan. I mean, I think you just said it right there. I mean, obviously, Katie and AD are both way bigger than Melo and Jason Tatum. There's just no no way to stop that. And you got defenders on Team Nike. You got scores. You got length. You got athleticism. Uh, you got three of arguably the best players of all time. When you look at Team Jordan, you have one in that type of conversation. So I really think it's, you know, especially the height thing. I think that's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Maybe I know it might be a height, maybe position thing. If you replace Jason Tatum with Zion, it could be a little bit different story because it's a more of a center type of role that Zion plays in Jason Tatum. But um, I just think Team Nike is too skilled. Um, literally, Kobe, LeBron, and KD is really all you need to say. Yeah. Um, Michael Jordan can't take on all three of those guys. So um, I think Team Nike would probably sweep. I'd give Team Jordan probably a game or two, um, which is how talented some of those guys are. Yeah, I think you gotta, I think you gotta give them a game or two um solely because of Jordan. Uh, yeah. and more more so respect to everyone else. I mean, Russ, I think, I think honestly, Prime Russ is better than Kawhi or uh Kyrie Irving. I agree with you. Um, but that's just because I think he does more, like especially on the defensive end of the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. than, than Kyrie does more of a distributor as well yeah um and I mean really other than that everyone all the matchups go to team Nike like I said when I first saw this I was like oh this is a great question to talk about because I thought like I thought the center was someone different I don't know why I didn't remember it being Jason Tatum but I I honestly do think prime mellow um against KD would be a, a phenomenal matchup to just watch sure. him go one-on-one and I don't think people give enough credit to Melo when he was in his prime he's he wasn't a bad defender Mm-mm. like it, he's bit he's probably one of the strongest like small forwards like people I guess he's just been overshadowed by LeBron's like strength and athleticism for his whole career but Melo is someone like I've never seen anyone like post him up back him down or anything Melo's a strong mf right there exactly so that i think that's kind of i think he would i think he would steal a couple points i like i said i'd give him at least one or two for the jordan factor um and then it's kind of hard luka Doncic isn't a small forward um and he wouldn't be able to guard prime lebron and so it would just he would just eat that up 
Yeah, Luca pretty much getting eaten up by most everyone on Team Nike. You 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 almost have to put Luca on on uh, Kyrie and then push uh, uh, Russ playing against Kobe and Jordan against LeBron just just to even out the matchups. Yeah. Um, but then but then if you keep these same teams, you know you'd put uh, uh, you just have to give the ball to AD down low. Um, so yeah, team team Nike definitely. Um, I would say gentlemen sweep them. They get they give. I'll give them one game. They'll go yeah. four one. Yeah, I'll agree with you on there. I'll give them at least a game. Yeah, like just because the Jordan factor there. Exactly. Um. So now what we're gonna do? Uh, we're gonna go straight into NBA talk, but we're gonna now break it up into conferences. And so we're gonna go over the West first. Then we'll take our ad time out. Go to the East. That's kind of how the 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 what we'll do from here on out. We might switch if we talk West or East first. But with huge news. Um, that just kind of dropped today. He got injured last night, but uh, it's official. Jamal Murray has torn his ACL. What do you think this does for the Denver Nuggets for the rest of the season? Um, I think it takes him out of title con- contention. I mean, Jokic is, you know, by and far their best player and like the leader of that team. But um, if he's Batman to the Nuggets, they don't have Robin anymore. And that's who Jamal Murray was for the Nuggets. You know, great shot creator, could do it with himself, had a great two-man game with Jokic. But um, that's a huge loss for them, just that explosiveness on offense, the, you know, creativity he brings. He can distribute the ball well. Um, they're still going to be a good team and a tough out in the playoffs, but they definitely drop out of the title contention for me. I also wouldn't be surprised, you know, if the Nuggets, you know, look for like an Austin Rivers and free agency who got, you know, bought out or maybe even Isaiah Thomas after his 10-day contracts up with the Pelicans. Uh, just someone to fill that offensive gap for the Nuggets. Um Composo is a good player, not much of an offense player. Monte Morris is actually a very solid, you know, backup mm-hmm. and legit point guard. But I don't think either of them provide the scoring or create creativeness on offense that Jamal Murray brings to the Nuggets. Exactly. And, and realistically, they don't need a point guard, like a guy who's going to carry the ball. You just give the ball to Jokic and you let him run point center uh, and you let and you, you really need a scoring guard. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I do think they I do think they need to go pick up someone just to add an extra. oomph. Um, but they do have a ton of guards. Uh, I think Gary Harris kind of takes a step up. Now, yeah. I will also say this. Um, I don't know what it does for the Nuggets as a whole, but if somehow the Nuggets are able to, I think, get in that third seed, maybe even the second seed, if somehow they do, like they just continue to play well or whatever, Jokic, in my opinion, would be the MVP. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right now he should be even even where they are, even if they finish fourth or fifth, um, just because of, you know, essentially every other star in the league has missed a handful of games other mm-hmm. than him. And where his that and his numbers, um, I don't think you can really make much of an argument for anyone else besides him. Maybe James Harden, maybe. But I, I would say right now, in my opinion, it's, it's between him and Embiid or as MVP. Yeah. yeah, I mean the only yeah, I mean if Embiid played as many games as Jokic, I'd probably be Embiid. But that's mm-hmm. the only thing is his injuries and him sitting out a few games. Yeah. Um, if not, it would be neck and neck, day in day out. Yeah, I mean I and and it sucks, you know. Obviously, injuries are a part of the game, but. Um, realistically, the Lakers are kind of taking a toll right now without LeBron and AD. I think they're going to be back within the next two weeks. Um, yeah. But I, I could really see some like the the Trailblazers hop them over, and and unfortunately for the for these the Nuggets and and the Lakers, I could see them potentially having to play like the Clippers, the Suns in the first round as, as a two and seven yeah. or six, and that that would be tough. Or they're going to have to play the Blazers or you know whoever. And the four five matchup. So, because right now it's it's Lakers and and uh, uh, Nuggets at the four five matchup with the Nuggets being four. Um, but with losing your second guy, it's, it's going to be tough. The Lakers would love us 
series too. I mean, obviously they'd want to play a full healthy team, but you know, with AD and LeBron being out for so long and they end up playing the Nuggets first round without their second best player, they, mm. you know, might catch a little break there just to get that rhythm and chemistry back before they head to the second round. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, it'll definitely be interesting that out West is, is very, very tough. And it, it leads us to my next question. Um, lo- really looking at seeds seven through uh, well, seven through 11. Uh, Cause I think those are kind of the, th- those will be the teams fighting for that play in game. The Mavericks, Grizzlies, Spurs, Warriors, and Pelicans. Of those five teams, which two teams are you going to be most scared of uh, playing in the playoffs? Um, first and foremost, I'd just you know say the Warriors, mm-hmm. and the sole reason for that is Steph Curry and what he can do on a night and night out basis. I mean, recording this on a Tuesday, he dropped an easy fifty three and hit like ten threes last night. Um, that dude can be unguardable when he's hot. Um, so the Warriors are definitely the most scary team out of that just because of him. And secondly, I don't know, this may be a little biased um, and maybe because of last year a little bit, I would say the Mavs. Um, they've just been so hot and cold this year. Um, but when they're hot, they're hot. And Kristaps has been playing very well his last five or six games. Um, you see what Luka can do on a night-in, night-out basis. He hits big clutch shots. And the reason I'd be scared of them is because, you know, they played the Clippers well in the first round last year, had some mm-hmm. injury problems. They had that motivation, you know, and they were up right up there neck and neck with the Clippers, but, you know, uh, lost out a little bit due to injury and a little bit, you know, due to their play. So I'd be uh, scared of a young team like that as well. Yeah, I, I think, um, and also shout out to Steph Curry. You know, you, you spoke about his last night. Last night, he becomes the all-time leading scorer for the Warriors. Um, he, all he needed was 19 points and he got 50. Um, but shout out to him. Uh, that's Stephen Curry fashion right there. And he hit 10 threes doing it. So shout out to him and congratulate to him because uh, he it's well-deserved. He's earned every point he's gotten um, a shot to him. But yeah, I think the Warriors, if they're healthy, um, they can definitely be scary. And you just don't know with, uh, with, uh, with, with Curry and how hot he can get. And then, I mean, I don't think he would return for the playoffs, but if somehow they snuck into the playoffs, like Clay Thompson, somehow, if he got, I, again, I don't know his timetable. I don't think they would try to rush him back just because what happened to KD. KD. Right. Um, but um, if somehow they got Clay and Steph in the playoffs and they were like a, a, an eight seed, I would be worried. They could play the Jazz first round. Yeah. It, it would it'd be scary. I saw a very – you know, very off topic. I saw a very uh, big comparison uh, the other day on Twitter. I don't know who tweeted this or what, but um, I'm just curious to what you think. I know we're kind of, you know, skipping ahead or jumping around a little bit, but they said this year's 2020 and 2021 Utah Jazz is like the 2014-2015 Atlanta Hawks of the East when they were by far you know, mm-hmm. the number one seed in the East, won 60-something games. Mm-hmm. You know, even with like the Cavs behind them at the time with LeBron James. What do you think about that comparison? Uh, I think I, so I actually compared the Jazz last week to the Spurs, but mm-hmm. I actually like that comparison better um, because and, and solely because the Jazz had, they ended up with three All-Stars, but really they only had two, but they had right. three All-Stars in that year. You're talking about the Hawks at four with um, Paul Millsap, Al Horford, Kyle Korver, mm-hmm. and Jeff Teague. Um, and so I actually, I, I actually like your comparison and that comparison a lot more than my Spurs comparison. So, um, yeah, I mean, wow, that's, that's interesting. I, I, and I do think they could really get upset in that first round of, you know, who they play. That's kind of what I thought about it too. It's kind of interesting to think about. Yeah. 
again, it's just because they don't have a, a second dominant score. They're a really good team, but in, in the playoffs, in the NBA playoffs, it's not about the best team on that day. It's about who who is the best team overall because you play a seven-game series, and just because you're hot, like, that can stop real fast. And so, for me, it's like, hey, just because the Jazz are playing well in April, which is normally when the playoffs would be starting around about this time, um, doesn't mean you're going to be hot when the actual playoffs start this year. So, for me, I, I'm worried. Now, realistically, looking at this list, between the Mavs, the Spurs and the Pelicans, like after the Warriors, I would be scared to play any of those three teams. Yeah. And the Mavs, I think, are the best team of all of them if when they're healthy with with KP and Luca, and they they okay. have been hot. Mm-hmm. They've been better too. And I was I've been watching a lot more of their games. I had more time. Dorian Finney Smith is playing awesome. Jalen Brunson is playing awesome, and JJ Redick just played in his first game last night. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're they're getting a lot of help for Luca. Um, the Spurs, the only one I'm worried about the Spurs is, is that is Greg Popovich. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's going to put his team in, in an opportunity to win the game. And mm-hmm. that, that just scares me as, as an analysis, as anyone. I, I hate to, I would hate to play the Spurs in a seven game series. Yeah. Um, he's going to make the best. And then the Pelicans, they scare me just because of their youth. You know, you just don't know how they're going to, it's kind of reminds me of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, the we believe team yeah um just because like you know they're they're really young and they have some dudes that can score the ball and lonzo's been playing really well zion's been scoring the ball super efficiently and bi is just doing his thing so yeah. they, they just scare me but i really do think the two teams and you kind of said it with the mavs and the warriors are the only two teams i would be worried about if i'm the the Suns and jazz as of right now yeah i agree so it should, should be interesting though and i really do like how they did this whole play on game thing um just because uh, I think it adds a little more to to being close. And I think they did it because of the West, not because of the East, because yeah. there's so many teams at nine and 10 who yeah. always miss it. I don't, I don't really like it though. Um, I just, one, they're doing it in a condensed season when they're only playing 72 of 82 mm-hmm. games. You know, you're short and everything, a lot of back-to-backs. Um, I just, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me because you have a team, like I'll just use the Mavs for, for example, they'd be sitting happily in fourth in the East. And um, they don't have to play a playing game in the East. They have the 10th best overall record in the NBA, or at the 11th now after last night's loss. And then you have the Bulls, who would be the 10th in the East, who have the 20th best record overall. And that team might make the playoffs, and the Mavs, who might end up seventh place. You know, you could play two bad games around, be out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I like the idea of it. I just think this is the wrong season to maybe implement that idea. Mm-hmm. Or just because one conference is just so much more, you know, powerful and dominant than the other. I just, I think there's some, there's advantages and disadvantages to it. And I just really think they should have implemented it and maybe a more structured and more, you know, uh, soundier than like with all the COVID stuff going on. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely think that I'm in agreement with, with that kind of, just because there is so much uncertainty. I do think they did it also because of COVID. Yeah. This way they're playing less games they can at least get kind of closer to the 82 games. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do you like this playoff format better than the than just the 16 best overall teams, no matter from conference? Which one would you like better? Um, I'd prefer this. I guess my only issue is that they did it this year more than anything, mm-hmm. all the uncertainty of COVID and all the back-to-backs already in place. Mm-hmm. So, 
but I don't see much of a point, maybe in the future, uh, the best 16 teams, but that would create a lot of logistic issues for another time to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I just, the question arose, as you kind of said, talked about that, but um, kind of, we, we were just talking about Steph. So um, I had this question and I think I, I've had this conversation with many people. Um, who would you rather build your team around Stephen Curry or Dame Lillard and, and, I, I don't know. I me personally, I don't have a clear answer, but I'll let you, Jacob. Who would you rather build your team around? Gotta uh, clarify the question a little bit. Are you saying like if you had to pick them right now, build a team around? Let's let's do it both ways. The first one is is that question. Who would you, who would you rather build your team around right now? Okay. And second one is if you whenever knew, you were drafting them. And but would you have known? Like would you know their potential? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll start with the first one, and then we'll go to the second one. Uh, I mean, I think both questions, I think the answer has to be Steph. Because mm-hmm. um, one, the first answer, even if it's right now, they're really not that far apart in age. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Steph's been more of a leader. He's won three championships, whether or not he's won the, been the finals MVP or not, but he's been the key piece to all three of those championships. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, no discredit to Dame. Um, he hasn't had quite the pieces uh, that Steph has, you know, throughout his career. Um, I think the question might be, uh, or the answer might be different. The question was who might be better uh, over the next couple of years. You mm-hmm. know, I might say Dame, but um, I definitely rather build my team around Steph. I think he has more of a presence in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he leads a little bit better. I'm not saying that Dame doesn't. I just think that um, you've seen it, you know, with the success the Warriors have had the last, you know, what, 10 years essentially. So I'd say that for, you know, both questions, even if you knew their potential. Yeah, I think I think kind of my when I think this question was posed to me, I think it was a year ago or maybe like a maybe a couple of months ago. Um, and it's just so the, I think the the whole thing is I think Dame's a little bit more he doesn't get hurt as much. And instead, yeah. the last couple of years, he missed all he missed most of last year. Um, he is a, he is just a little bit older. Um, I mean, they're both phenomenal scores. And really, no matter you don't have a wrong answer in this question. Right. Mm-hmm. Um it's just kind of what you prefer. I mean, they're really very similar when it comes to players. I think Dame's a little bit better of a natural. He's a little bit more of a natural scorer on all aspects of the game when it comes to driving, laying up, finishing, uh, as well as shooting. But obviously, Steph Curry is the best shooter we've ever seen in history. Um, and he has won three MVPs, and he has won multiple uh, – I almost said Super Bowls. Uh, <laughs> he has won multiple NBA championships. So I think uh, the easy answer, and I think – most people would agree that it's the Warriors, but I do think Dame, he's not far behind. Yeah, no, no, he's, you know, it's kind of one of those situations where you say 1A and 1B sometimes, yeah. where you give the 1A because you've seen, you know, the accolades that Steph has won and, you know, mm-hmm. um, has seen throughout his career. Yeah. Now, let me pose you this question. Um, then we'll, we'll just say no other poten- potential, uh, CP3 or Dame Lillard? Whew, that's tough. Um I would – that's tough. I mean, I don't think you'd go wrong either way. I would say CP3, uh, kind of for the same reasons I said Steph, just been a better leader. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about this last week with the CP3 effect and mm-hmm. where he's gone from bad teams to making them good and playoff teams like he's done this year at the Suns. Mm-hmm. You know, and for that reason, whether or not he's as good of a score as Dame, he just knows how to win and carry a team to at least be – you know, good throughout the regular season. Maybe not the best in the playoffs because he hasn't done anything in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but um, I would take CP3 if they're the same age and, you know, go based off their potential. Yeah. 
Yeah, that one, I think that one boils down. I think CP3 watching him when he plays, if you watch his games, he is the most frustrating person to watch. Like if you like not as in like for us to watch, but like you have if you put your uh, if you put your feet in the, in the shoes of um, the defense, like I would actually hate playing Chris Paul. Oh yeah, everything you do, you 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 did it wrong. He just makes you wrong. Whether it's you you help on the roll too much. Um, you don't hedge or you don't what like he just makes you wrong whether it's his jump shot his passing ability his decision making uh, it just it it would frustrate me playing against a guy like him so um but yeah I definitely seen some great point guard play unfortunately Jamal Murray um just got injured for the Nuggets as we mentioned earlier so I, I wouldn't put him in that same conversation as those guys but um you know a lot of great point guard point guard play out in the west but uh that's going to do it for our west talk when we come back after the break we'll be talking about the eastern conference a little bit uh, but here's our sponsor anchor.fm and we will see you after the break and welcome back uh, as i mentioned earlier we're going to go ahead and start talking about the eastern conference now um, before i am going to talk about any of the questions i've posed i want to just talk about the story i heard today um and it was about it's about julius randall uh, so they aired a story about him uh, and it's like, I don't it, I don't think it was what he learned from Kobe Bryant, basically. You know, every time you touch down in a city, uh, you want to go to a gym. Even it, no matter the time, no matter the inconvenience um, or whatever, that's what you want to do. He learned that from Kobe during his days in, in L.A. with the Lakers. So he, he's been doing it ever since. And he landed in Detroit, I believe it was this season, if I remember correctly. Um, went went to a high, a high school, like, and I think it was like the bug crack of dawn or some early, some unimaginable time. And the AD was there. And um, the AD said, you know, not many people do this in the league anymore. Uh, the last person that actually ever did it here was Kobe Bryant. And I mean, literally when I was watching the story and they were telling it for the first time, like I, I actually did get chills. Cause I was like, dang, that, that is crazy. That like the person that told you to do this was the last person to do this. Um, I mean, it's, it's just awesome. And it, and it shows to me that this Knicks team is changing because they, they finished the story talking about how it used to just be Randall doing it. Now it's like this whole team has kind of bought into that idea. And uh, it, it's proving it's proving to work because they're 28 and 27, which, I mean, isn't great. If they were in the West, they would be like the 10th, 11th seed. But we also thought the Knicks were going to be like the worst team this year, right. gunning, gunning for Cade Cunningham. So um, they're having a very successful year in a lot of people's eyes. So I just wanted to bring light to that story. If you haven't heard it yet, then you live under a rock um, because it was all over Twitter on Tuesday. Um, but it, awesome story. And the Knicks are having a great season, uh, especially Randall. He's, he, I mean, he probably should win most improved player this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but that, that'll be for our uh, – that'll be for the end of the season kind of show. Let's go ahead and get into what I have uh, planned for us today. And I think it's time to – crown the 76ers as second place in the Eastern Conference. Um, yep. and, and what I mean by that is I think we all are in agreement. If the Nets and when the Nets are 100%, they're the best team hands down in the East. Um, they haven't played all three guys in more than I think like five games since they've acquired all of them. Um, and I saw on Twitter that I thought this was funny. Kyrie Irving has more PTO than anyone in any job. <laughs> He's more personal time off than anyone. Um, but the 76ers, I do think, are better than better than the Bucks and then better than everyone else in the East. So I think it's time to officially crown them as second place contenders out of the East. What do you think? Yeah, um, yeah, I can I can agree with you. I just want to count the Bucks out yet on that. 
Um, they took the right stepping stones last year in, in the playoffs, getting there, you know, fell short to the heat, which they should not have lost with last year. And I'm sure that's something on Giannis's mind day in and day out every day. They got great additions with Drew Holiday. Um, in the offseason, they have veteran players. They have good young guys. They can defend. They can shoot. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say – I think it's just neck and neck with mm-hmm. those two teams. But I would say the Sixers have proven it this year so far. So, to this day, I would say the Sixers are our second-best team. Um, I'll just stay weary out for the Bucks as well. The Sixers are just very experienced. Um, I think Doc Rivers should win Coach of the Year. Um, for what he's done, you know, coming into a new team, you know, having second, essentially second or third best record in the East. Um, their young guys are playing well. Their veterans are playing well. And Joel Embiid is an MVP candidate. Um, you couldn't ask for a much better season. So, yeah, I'd say they're deserving of this, you know, right behind Brooklyn, but um, still watch out for Milwaukee as well. The, the reason why I say this is because if the playoffs were to start today, the 76ers are actually the one seed right now. They have a half a game over, over the Nets. Um, if that's the case, the Sixers have an easy road to the – like basically, in my opinion, whoever gets the one seed has a very easy road to the, to the Eastern Conference Championship, whereas the other two are going to have to battle in that semifinal that's probably going to go to seven games, depending on – I would say depending on who's playing. Um so for me, that, that's why right now I have the 76ers as second place, uh, at least to come out of it. Like they're, they, they're, they're the second best odds, in my opinion, out of the East to make the uh, NBA championship. Yeah. Um, and and I, I understand the Bucks have been burnt, but it's been proven for three years, two years now, that Giannis is an MVP player, and we all know he is this great player. But when it comes to playoff basketball, teams know what to do against him now. And – um, I, the addition of Drew Holiday is great, but I don't think it changes Giannis. Your best player has to be able to score almost every time he touches the ball, or at least, you know, ha- needs to have the ability to do such. And Giannis does, but in playoffs, you can easily take away his strengths and his weaknesses glare, like very bad. So yeah, that, that's my only issue with them. The 76ers, they still haven't, they're, they're good, um, and it just makes me, again, think this Eastern Conference literally sucks 100% of the cock. If you listen to last week's episode, you'll get that reference because the Nets are the only team I, I can 100% see going to the playoffs or going to the champion, or the Super Bowl. God damn it, the yeah. NBA championship. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you on that too. And uh, kind of going off your point, like talking about Giannis and mm-hmm. taking away his strengths, like the goal of every basketball game is, you know, take the ball mm-hmm. out, of every, out of the team's best player and make somebody else beat you. And you can do that with the Bucks. Mm-hmm. You can probably do that with the Sixers too, and Joel and B. Like teams, mm-hmm. there's not some second dominant player. You know, like Tobias Harris is a good player. Yeah, Seth Curry can shoot the ball great. Dane Green can shoot. Like, but they're not a dominant scorer. Can go make plays for themselves. Mm-hmm. So if you take either Giannis or Embiid out of their rhythm or anything, they're beatable very easily. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing the Nets have. And that's the thing about six teams in the Western Conference have. They all at least have two guys that can go get their shot whenever they want. And that's why, like you're referring to last week, you know, how the East, you know, sucks cock 90% of the time. But they have at least one team with two guys. Well, I mean, I guess the Celtics too, but that's just a whole different story for later. We'll we'll get them later. Um, And I love how you didn't mention Ben Simmons for the 76ers because, in my opinion, he is not a superstar anymore. Um, I think he's a star, sure. He is yeah. no superstar. 
for him. He, he's definitely a good basketball player. And I, I would have loved the opportunity to be a GM to build around him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think his career is being wasted right now at the Sixers because him and Embiid don't mesh. And yeah, so it, you, you need to build other things around him and they're just not. And so um, I really do think everyone's just playing for second place out in the East because I think the Nets, again, when healthy, are going to run through this. I mean, I really do think they can sweep everyone in the East. I think they I think they could potentially go 12-0 and in the East and then have a real shot at, out in the West. And maybe not 12-0, and but they could probably go gentlemen sweep and give everyone one game, um, yeah. as the Lakers have done in the past. Um, so, yeah, but I, I, I'm crowning the Sixers as a second-place finish in the East right now. Um, yeah. I don't think anyone else can can really pay – can really do anything about that. Um, we'll we'll kind of stick into the um, – uh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the kind of the boo-boo teams, um, the Pistons and the Magic. I wanted to initially um, involve the Cavaliers and Wizards in this, but then I looked at their, I looked at the Cavs and Wizards rosters first and I was like, yeah, no way. Uh, yeah. Their, their rosters are way better. So I said, let's, let's go to the scum. Let's look at <laughs> the Magic and the Pistons. And we just, we kind of just got a, we took a brief look at them. Um, who has a brighter future as of today, the Magic or the Pistons? Um, I have two answers and there's arguments for both teams, mm-hmm. but the main answer I'm going to go with is that, um, actually I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. It'll be one answer. It's whoever on either team has the most potential for one player to become a star. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, that's probably the Pistons mm-hmm. with Jeremy Grant and he's had a phenomenal year, but what they do about the trade line, they almost traded him to like three or four teams. Mm-hmm. But that's where my answer comes 180. The team of the brightest future is the Orlando Magic. And because of that, everyone's always going to want out of Detroit. I think people would maybe rather play in Orlando. It's not, you know, big time market. But Orlando, you know, you're in the sun, you're in Miami, you're without, you know, state income tax. Whether or not it's just based on the rosters, the Orlando Magic are going to have a brighter future no matter what. Yeah. I mean, what they did at the trade deadline, I think, answers this question. The mm-hmm. Pistons weren't able to get out as much as the um, as the Magic, and the Magic were able to flip three of their best players they had for draft capital. Yeah, as well they, as the of, they do have a lot of draft picks in the future, depending yeah. on And so, yeah, I, th- I think they definitely have the brighter future. I just thought it was kind of a funny question because both teams are bad. Um, I wanted to incorporate the West, but that's for another time because th- yeah. the, the West bottom teams are weird, uh, and we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that. But, uh, yeah, I, the, the Pistons to me, like – it really depends also on what Killian Hayes is able to do. I mean, they just spent a first round pick on him. I haven't really heard his name this much this year. I've heard uh, the should, I don't know how to say him. He's been their best rookie all year. He's that's what I'm the lights out of the ball. He's one of the best shooters in the league, actually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is I've, I've been hearing his name a ton this year. Um, and it, it kind of shows how bad they're kind of drafted. I mean, mm-hmm. both both teams' rosters are ugly. Like, I got I would not wish them on my worst enemy when it comes to a 2K rebuild because <laughs> at least the players on the Magic live in Orlando. That's the you know only good part about being there. Yeah, I mean, and and the the nice thing about Orlando's roster, um, I, I do like Cole Anthony a lot. I think he's I think he's gonna have a bright future. And and they did get Wendell Carter, who Gary Harris. Yeah, like Gary Harris. Kind of decent, you know, young. I think their younger core is better than what the Pistons' younger core would be. So yeah. And, and they have they have a better chance of losing out games, in my opinion. Like they have a better chance of getting that number one overall seed than, exactly. than the Pistons. Because I do think the Pistons have Jeremy Grant 
he's their best player and he's actually a very good player yeah. um whereas the magic mm, <laughs> they kind of suck yeah. so i think they have a chance of getting a higher pick this year than the pistons do but uh we'll, we'll stop talking about that sadness we've got some other sadness to talk about um some teams who've just been terrible just very disappointing this year the boston celtics and the toronto raptors who's had the more disappointing season in your opinion mm, that's tough both have been i thought both teams were going to be actually you know pretty dang good mm-hmm. um, this year just you know based on the rosters based on their head coaches based on their gms and what they're able to do um, they had a lot of promise um yes the raptors record is worse mm-hmm. but i think the celtics are more disappointing and there's two reasons behind that and i think that's um probably first on their head coach i think mm-hmm. i don't know I, it's hard to tell but i think for first reasons their head coach i don't think he's um done a good enough job of i guess the buy-in factor from the team that you need to be successful and to go win a championship especially when you have point number two two probably eventually superstars, Jim mm-hmm. Brown, you know, borderline star, superstar, Jason Tatum, hands down, going to be a superstar. Um, when you have such good players like that and decent pieces around them, mm-hmm. um, I just think that's, um, you know, so disappointing. If I were the owner of the Celtics, I'd be disappointed in, you know, Danny Ainge not making better moves, you know, around the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. They get they got Luke Cornett, who I went to high school with, actually played basketball with. There you go. Uh, for like Tice and whatever. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know, just all areas from the GM to the head coach to their star players, even to some of the role players like Marcus Smart, who hasn't had a great year. Um, just everything hasn't lived up to expectations like, you know, the historic franchise like the Celtics would appreciate from those guys. Yeah, I think I'm in agreement. I mean, obviously the Raptors have the worst record. So, you know, just based off the of face value of that, the Raptors have had the more disappointing season, but they've also had more turnover, in my opinion. Well, yeah. you know, obviously they lost Kawhi Leonard a couple of years ago. Huge. Um, they they did have a great season last year. Um, they were kind of continuing that hot streak from last year, but then this year they just kind of and yeah. I do think I do think a lot comes down to Pascal Siakam. I don't think he's happy there anymore. True, yeah. He, yeah, Pascal Siakam's had, you know, a very up and down year, a few good games, a lot of turnovers here. Kyle Lowry's also missed a lot of games due to injury. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's the leader of that team. So not having him out there is definitely hurt them. Um whether, you know, like he could help them or not, even on the sidelines. I just, yeah, like you said, they have more turnover, just even with their own players being out. Yeah, and 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 uh, it doesn't help. You just talked about their leader, Kyra, Kyra, uh, Kyle Lowry. Um, he, he was in a major trade talks all yeah. like, around the trade deadline. And that, you know, we've never been in a professional locker room long enough, but I only can imagine what that's like hearing every day on the radio. Yeah. this guy is being traded or he you know he where should he land uh it's not good for morale so um their their bad season is a little bit more understandable the celtics had no reason to have a bad season yeah they have zero excuses in my opinion. and and kimba was out at the beginning of the year kimba's not your superstar you've got to um they've and they've proven it in their i think it was a rookie year with or it was tatum's rookie year Jalen's sophomore season yeah. Uh, when they did lose Kyrie Irving, they were able to take them to, I think it was like a fourth or third seed in the, out in the East. Yeah, seven games against LeBron's Cavs. Like, mm-hmm. that's impressive. And it's just and, kind of downhill since then. And then now you guys are in the seventh seed. And realistically, I mean, obviously they can push to the four. They're only a game, really a game back. But you could also see them going all the way down to the the, the ninth seed. 
you know, they're only three games or two, two or three games above the Pacers of the night. So uh, very disappointing out of the Celtics. I think having a guy like Tatum and Brown is in other teams don't have that. We're talking about you need two scores. They have two amazing scores on their team. Yeah, like, yeah, like you say, Kim is not a star, but he's a scorer too. It can score when he wants. Like they really have three, maybe not necessarily all three are stars, but they have three guys that can go get a bucket whenever. So, I, I just don't – I don't understand it, why they're doing so bad. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me, but it is what it is. So, yeah, I, I'm stamping the Celtics season as a disappointment as of now. Maybe they can turn it over. I mean, they are on a three-game winning streak right now. Um, and the Hornets have lost, you know, Bell – or Ball, excuse me. Um, so, sure. the Hornets are probably going to start falling here shortly. And then, I mean, they could probably jump the Heat and Hawks, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It. Still, still, got a, still got a lot of games left to play. Uh, I think we're about like I think we're almost have like I think it's like ten to fifteen games left. Yeah, we're on like fifteen, I think, um, for the season. Um, but that's gonna go ahead and do it for us here on the Five Out Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week. It'll probably be me and Jacob again. Watch it. Uh, yeah. We'll be back next week talking more hoops for you guys as we get closer to the NBA playoffs. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, we release episodes every Thursday for you guys on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. Be sure to go check out our episodes on those. You guys can listen to past ones, and you'll be able to listen to future ones as well uh, if you hit that subscribe or follow button. Okay, but you got to do those. It's 100% free for you guys at home, so you might as well do it because all it does is help us out in the long run and let you guys know whenever we drop our episodes. If you'd like to listen to us on Apple or Spotify, you'd have to go to 5out. Uh, looks up there. You'll be able to find our site. And then if you guys want to watch it on YouTube, actually watch the video live. You'll have to go to Sideline Sports. You guys can check us out there uh, as well. Again, you'll be able to watch them. Again, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Please, please, please do that. Um, you guys will be able to hear the episodes. Whenever they drop, you'll be able, you'll get notified as well. Um, but if you guys want to see some of our daily content, we post on Twitter at 5 underscore out. Uh, we post daily or weekly recaps, I should say. Um, we post Twitter questions, poll questions, funny memes. Be sure to go check us out there. Uh, we, we're a little bit more interactive on those site, on that site. But if you'd like to see it on Instagram or TikTok or if you prefer those apps, that's totally fine. We have stuff on there as well. You have to look us up, though, at Sideline Sports. So you'll see similar stuff on Twitter, on Instagram, and TikTok. But you'll also see additional content that includes Sideline or Splitting Uprights as well as some of our other podcasts we'll have in the future. That's going to do it for us here today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you guys next week.